Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Phillies Today. We are just two days away from pitchers and catchers and Valentine's Day. What's up? It's Francisco Rojas here on Phillies 24-7 Sports Radio 94 WIP Phillies today on 24-7. And again, like I said, we're just oh so close to spring training. Oh so close to pitchers and catchers. We're getting there. And we're even closer with baseball season now almost pretty much officially arriving with the uh, Super Bowl going final last night as the Chiefs solidify their dynasty with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid winning the third Super Bowl in about six years and back-to-back Super Bowls for the first time since the Patriots in uh, the early 2000s when they beat the Panthers and, unfortunately, your Philadelphia Eagles way back. So, fun show, fun show excuse me, for you today. Uh, we're going to look at the baseball prospectus Pakoda projections for this year and where they had the Phillies and some interesting things that I found uh, from the projections. Now we'll do what to expect from a player. And it's a superstar. And if you've been listening, you probably know who the superstar is because I haven't. This is basically only the superstar left. So we're getting there. And then update you on a move the Phillies made yesterday. They did make a move, but maybe not a big one you're thinking of. But they did make a move. So we'll get to that in just a little bit. So Baseball Prospectus does their Pagoda projections uh, for the outset of the year every single year. And we're not going to go through all the projections here because this is not a Major League Baseball podcast. This is a Phillies podcast. So I just wanted to stick to where Pagoda had the Phillies ranked uh, or where they had them projected in the National League East. And just, just to preface it here, they had the Braves at basically 101 wins. Phillies in second place at 84 wins. The Mets at 84, pretty much. Uh, Miami, the Marlins in fourth place at 80 wins. And the Nationals at 58 wins. So I'm going to give my three biggest takeaways from these projections. So number one, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Phillies at 84 wins is pretty preposterous. 80, the Phillies being an 84 win team this year maybe gets you the third wild card. I think the 
Diamondbacks got in with a third wild card. I mean, if that, if that means if that that would mean we get to another World Series if we replicate what the Diamondbacks did last year as far as getting back to the World Series. Cool, but like, no, this team is not an eight. The, the point being here, this team is not an eighty-four win team. This Phillies team should be somewhere in the like my. I haven't given an official prediction uh, on the season yet. I won't do that just yet. We'll do that like later in March, you know, right when we're ramping up for the start of the regular season. 84 wins. They, they should at least be around somewhere at the very least like 89 and at the most maybe like 93, 94 wins. And I know it can be tough with the Braves and that division. You know, they'll probably they probably will win 100 wins. You know, they'll probably get 100 wins again. But 80, uh, 84 wins is just ridiculous. And that's disrespectful to this Phillies team that has, uh, you know, on paper, looks like they're going to have one of the best rotations in baseball. Um, You know, one of the best lineups in baseball. And honestly, one of the best bullpens in the National League. Like, if you look at it from, like, top to bottom, the Phillies are a really, really well-rounded team. And to say they that the... 84 wins is just absolutely ridiculous. Number two, my second takeaway was actually like the Pakoda projection sometimes can be, you know, projections for from certain websites, from certain outlets can be kind of crazy. Actually, like I agree with the rest of the division, actually. Like I, I just don't agree with the the 84 wins for the Phils. So actually, like I can definitely see the, the, the Braves winning 101 games. Um, 100 plus wins once again for sure that that team is so absolutely stacked especially from a lineup standpoint I just think their lineup's just that good I mean do they put up the same exact numbers that they did last year probably not it's hard to do but they're still just that good um, you know from a lineup standpoint and then like the rest of the division like the Mets I actually think I, I like the the Mets are here at 84 wins. I, I like them between like 80 and 84 wins. I I, I don't think they're like a bad team. Um, I I look at the Mets and I say they can they can have a a, de- a solid year this year. They have a, they have they still have talent there. I, I like them at 84 wins. Miami and I like Miami too. They're coming off a playoff appearance where the uh, the Phillies beat them in the wild card round. Like I like Miami 80 81 wins. I don't think they're I don't think they're that bad of a team. I, I don't. You know, I don't, I, law, you know, the Nationals are the ones that are being slated at 58 wins. That's where the Marlins kind of used to be. And no, but I think, I think Miami has a, you know, a decent team, especially with some of the starting pitching that they have there. And, you know, I, I, I do like them at 80, 80, whatever wins they have them here. Um, and then Washington at 58 wins. Like, I'm completely fine with that. Them there, that them there. They're, uh, you know, they're a rebuilding team. There's really not much to say about Washington. I like them 58 wins. So I actually like the way Pakoda and Baseball Prospectus has the standings here, the uh, projected standings for the rest of the division. Like, I am completely fine with that. It was just really about the Phillies and the 84 wins that just didn't make sense to me. And it was just kind of a little bit disrespectful to me. The Phillies should be, you know, at the 90 to 93 win range so they got it right with the rest of the division I will give Pakota that they got it right with the rest of the division third takeaway let's not worry about the division I think having the Braves at 101 wins like I said a couple of times here already yeah I, I completely see that and let's not worry about it let's let's just worry about getting to the dance getting to the wild card round that's what the Phillies have done the last couple of years, and it's worked out for them, you know, to a certain extent. 
So I, I, I think let's not worry about this division. I mean, I, I do think there's a world where maybe the Phils, you know, are competing with the Braves up until September. But let's just not worry about it. Like, if if there is a point where we are competing for the division late in the season, that's a different story. But I, I think that the Phils should just focus on getting, you know, what were they, 90 and 72 last year? Or they're 92 and 70. I, I forget which one exactly. I have it actually up here. 90 and 72 last year. They were 90 and 72. So I think getting, you know, maybe a couple more wins than they did last year, just worry about getting that and worry about just really solidifying that number one wild card spot, you know, and having that home field advantage in, in uh, round one in the wild card and just do what you did to the Marlins last year, like that, that type of thing. Like that's, let's just not worry about the division. If if it's a nice surprise, you never know. You don't wish injuries upon anybody, but if the Braves have some injuries, you know, here and there, and maybe they're not living up to what they've lived up to in the last like you know four or five years, hey, let's let's grab that division. But I'm saying for right now, you know, heading into spring training and, and you know, uh, an opening day, we'll be here before you know it. Let's just not worry about it. Let's not worry about the division. If it happens, it happens. If it, you know, but let's just worry about what we've done the last couple of years. Let's worry about that, the wild card spot, getting a wild card spot. That's what we, uh, we as Phillies fans should be worried about. Let's just worry about the division. Braves are still really, really, really good. Um, so yes, those are my three takeaways. Phillies shouldn't be at 90 to 93 wins from the Dakota projections. They got it right. The, the projections got it right with the rest of the NL East. And again, let's just not worry about winning the NL East. Let's not worry about that. So, uh, yes, so there are, are the Pakoda projections and my takeaways from where they had the Phillies. What to expect from a Philadelphia Philly in 2024 continued. We're only got only a couple more players left. And I wanted to save the superstar. Well, actually, I, there were a super, couple superstars I got to in the beginning um, and scattered throughout. But the man, the man himself, Bryce Harper, had to save him for one of the last guys that I'm – that I decided to get to here. Bryce is actually coming off a good season. Let's let's just, just let's shortly skim through what what happened last year. Fastest player to ever come back from Tommy John surgery. No surprise there. It's Bryce Harper. Um, so fastest player to come back from the surgery. Only had five home runs through his first seventy-seven games. He was actually, I think, he was. His on-base percentage was good, and he was, like, his offensive numbers were, like, solid, but they weren't normal Bryce Harper power numbers. And he only had five homers through those first 77 games. But then, come August, he had a Bryce Harper August. Ten homers, OPS over 1,000, and ends up finishing the season with good numbers. Of course, puts up good numbers in the postseason, um, especially in the divisional series against the Braves. So he ends up having good numbers in the season. Um, played some first base too. Remember that ends up playing a first base last couple of months and played good first base. Actually, like according to base baseball savant, three outs above average, above average. And then, so yeah, he actually plays uh, some, some field there where he was DH for the most part to start the season. Uh, and, but, but they get him in at first base uh, so Kyle Schwarber can be the DH because we know how bad defensively he is. Um, and ends up in the, finishing the season 12th in MVP voting and gets a Silver Slugger award. So 
So Harper ends up with some down ballot MVP votes, just finishes right outside the top 10. So this is what Bryce does. We have, what do you have, 21 homers, 72 RBIs, uh, had a solid batting average and had uh, no on-base percentage, I think, a close to 400, or if not, it was like right over it, but you get the picture. So Bryce ends up with a good season. Come back from Tommy, come back from Tommy John, I mean, it's good. It's good. Uh, it's a good season. Nine hundred OPS to go with that as well. So, what to expect from him in two thousand twenty-four? It's a, it's an interesting one. I, I not even interesting. I, I think we should expect, especially you know, you know, hope hopefully Bryce is like fully healthy coming into the season now, and gets the you know the off season to like kind of, you know, of course he's going to work out and he's going to train, but like also kind of relax a little bit, especially mentally, especially after last year. I think it's fair to expect Bryce Harper this year to return to full form. And I think it's fair to expect him, you know, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully big thing if he can stay healthy because last couple of years he hasn't been healthy and some of it has been freak stuff like getting hit in the face, getting hit, you know, uh, I don't know if he got hit in the hand. I know he got hit in the, he got hit in the face twice, right? From Snell and uh, uh, what's his face from St. Louis. Um, I can't even think of his name right now, but you know what I'm talking about. So hopefully like this year, Bryce can truly, truly, truly stay healthy. And, um, but if he's healthy, it's fair to expect that he's going to be a top five player in the national league this year. Like I expect him to get, you know, be top five in MVP voting. Does he need to win the MVP? No, but he needs to, I mean, there's so much talent on this roster. Like he doesn't need to win the MVP. Would love him to, but I think it's just fair to expect him to be a top five player in the national league this year as he starts the season you know, as healthy as he could possibly be. I, I'm expecting him to put up closer, you know, to the numbers that he put up in 2021 where he won National League MVP. What type of numbers are we talking about? Just to refresh your memory, led the majors in doubles, 42 doubles, 35 homers, 100 walks, OPS over 1,000, led the majors in OPS and slugging percentage. Like, those are the type of numbers I'm expecting Bryce Harper to come back and put up. Does he need to hit 70 home runs like Barry Bonds in 2001? No. I'm saying he needs to he needs to be among the elite league leaders in a lot of these offensive numbers, and he needs to just be one of the best players in the National League. That's just what he needs to be. You know, Bryce Harper's still in his prime. He's 31 years old. Like, this is what you're expecting from one of the best players in baseball. So Bryce needs to be one of, you know, the best players – you know, in the national league and, you know, albeit even the sport. So that's what I'm expecting from Bryce as far as offensive numbers. And, you know, defensively, just play solid first base. Just, just be solid. I, I'm not, a, I don't care for you to be Anthony Rizzo. I don't care for you to be Keith Hernandez. I don't care for you to be either of those guys. I just want Bryce Harper to play good first base, solid to good first base. I'm not expecting you to win a gold glove. Not expecting you to be a gold glove first baseman, but who knows? You never know. And then looking at his baseball reference projections, though, I don't love them. And I don't know what they're going off of here, but they have him having less plate appearances than he did last year. I don't want that. Um, 23 homers. You know, on-base percentage fine. 388 OBP. 519 slug. 9 PS over, OPS over 900. Like, fine, but, like, I want more than 23 home runs. I want 30-plus in that range. So I don't love the baseball reference projections. Um, I'm expecting more of like, you know, 30 to 35 home runs, 400 on base, OPS over 900, um, you know, 
one of the league leaders in extra base hits, that type of thing. That's what I want Bryce to do. You know, one among the league leaders in walks. That's what we want Bryce Harper to do. And if he can do that, he's one of the best players, um, you know, in the National League. So don't love the base reference projections, but Bryce, you know, coming back here and uh, I, we need him to be one of the best players in the National League. That's just what we need him to be. Really be the leader of the Phils, especially you know, in that clubhouse and that offense. And um, excited to have Bryce back and really be hopefully healthy, you know. So Bryce Harper, that's what to expect in 2024. Let me know what you think. What do you think of Bryce? What do you expect from Bryce? Uh, this year in 2024 um, at Rojas underscore media underscore on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts there. Offseason update. So we actually, the Phillies actually did make a move. They signed a uh, former uh, Detroit Tigers pitcher, Spencer Turnbull. Spencer Turnbull uh, has kind of had a, you know, weird start to his career since 2018. You know, there was, couple of years there's 2021 where he had you know through nine starts he had a 288 era but then ends up having to get tommy john surgery and misses the entirety of the 2022 year and then last year through seven starts had a 726 era so turnbull's really just going to be depth purposes just like colby allard was and so they signed him to one year two million dollars and according to todd zalecki on lb.com He'll open the season probably in AAA Lehigh Valley unless he makes the Phillies as a long man. But probably more of the expectation for him is to uh, is to be in AAA Lehigh Valley and just to be be a depth guy. So you never know. Um, second thing, and we already talked about this. So this is an update, but we're just saying it again. Two days until P's and C's. Two days until pitchers and catchers and. Obviously, couldn't be more excited for it after football season's officially over and. Um, the NBA with Embiid, and yeah, I wasn't happy with the trade deadline. We are, we already talked about this, so I, I'm just excited for pitchers and catchers uh, to be here in just a couple of days. Spring training getting here, baby. Around Major League Baseball, few things happened um, since I last did an episode on Thursday. Clayton Kershaw resigns with the LA Dodgers. He's not going to be a Texas Ranger. He is an LA Dodger once again for the next couple of years. Two years, ten million dollars. He's probably, you know, not going to be back until like July or August later in the season. So again, he you know for the money there, I I can see that that makes sense for the Dodgers. Two years, ten million for Kershaw. So two years, ten million dollars re-signing with the L.A. Dodgers, Clayton Kershaw. Another thing here, we're going to stick to the National League East, even though he's technically not a part of the National League East, yeah, National League East anymore. Billy Epler suspended for the remainder of the 2024 season, even though he already quit on October 5th, I think it was, uh, as Mets GM. So former Mets GM Billy Epler suspended for the remainder of this upcoming season for this whole Phantom IL investigation. So there was... Uh, reports and there was like anonymous, I think it was an anonymous tip to uh, MLB that Billy Epler was basically, you know, lying about, you know, like a dozen injuries for Mets players. And apparently this happens throughout Major League Baseball all the time, but looks like the Rob Manfred and, you know, the MLB front office wants to make an example of this since Billy Epler isn't even a GM anymore. So I guess that makes it a little more convenient. So there's some news there as far as, you know, the New York Mets go, even though he's technically not a New York Mets GM anymore, 
but suspended for 2024. Billy Epler is for this whole Phantom IL investigation. Uh, congrats to Corey Kluber on retirement. Corey Kluber, the longtime Cleveland uh, pitcher, and I believe pitched this last year in Boston and just wasn't the same. Um, Kluber, at one point in the mid-2010s, was one of the best pitchers in baseball, won a couple of Cy Youngs, and was just uh, an overall, um, it was just nasty. Uh, there was, he won his Cy Youngs in 2014 and 2017, 2017, probably his best year where he led the majors in ERA 225, um, complete games, shutouts, um, ERA plus, uh, whip, um, and a couple of other things too. strikeouts to walk ratio, um, ended up finishing top 10 MVP voting that year. So congratulations to Corey Kluber, uh, on a very good career, especially in his days in Cleveland. So I'm sure, uh, guardians fans will never forget Kluber and he had a great career. Another thing, National League East, uh, small, small uh, transaction here. Twins traded Nick Gordon to the Marlins for um, Stephen O'Kurt. So a bit of news there as far as the National League East is concerned. Um, wasn't too much else that went on besides like the Kershaw deal since you know since then. So that's all we really had uh, since then. So this day in Philly's history, not a whole lot here, but just a couple of things. Transactions on this day, 2020, they signed free agent Tommy Hunter. Uh, I thought I thought we had him before that. Maybe it was a we re-signed him. I guess I forget. Doesn't matter. Tommy Hunter kind of sucked. Uh, born on this date, uh, Jim Fogarty. Name kind of sounds familiar there. Uh, 1902, Kiddo Davis. 1912, Dutch Dietz. Some nice, some dope names here. I like it. 1918, Monk Dubiel. Oh, these are some great baseball names. Great names in general. 1965, Dennis Springer. And happy birthday to Ruben Amaro Jr. His birthday is today as well, so happy birthday to him. So make sure you go on Twitter and wish him a happy birthday. Happy birthday to Ruben Amaro Jr. So not too much has happened in this day. I mean, it's February 12th, so not a lot's going to happen on February 12th. You know, looking back at Philly's history. So there you go. Um, So that is going to do it for today's show. When we talk Phillies and Ket- when we talk next, excuse me, the Phillies and Catchers uh, excuse me, pitchers and catchers will have reported by the time we have talked. And make sure you're staying tuned for Justin Morgenstein, Ben Kenny. They also do episodes for the channel. And uh, we're just excited to just get closer and closer to opening day. Make sure you're following me on Twitter at Rojas underscore media underscore. Let's get it going. Let's talk some baseball as we ramp up for the start of the the season. Um, so yeah, go make sure you're following me on Twitter. Make sure you're following WIP on Twitter for all the latest updates on everything Phillies and everything Philly sports. So that's going to do it for me. And I'll talk to you guys on Thursday. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.